Um, it felt like I was sleeping bad on them, right? Like they just wasn't getting any blood. So I'm trying to get this circulation going. Um, that's how I knew someone's really wrong because now typically you think of hist- hist- historically, the left side of your arm is the thing that you felt, oh, I'm having, no, that's mainly for a stroke. But this was both fingertips and uh, pinky fingers. Okay, got it. They rolled me in there, put me on this uh, bed. The doctor strapped a strap on my wrist and he goes in. I feel this pinch in my wrist. And then at some point, uh, I see this guy kind of pushing a balloon device. He's pumping. And at some point, I was like, hey, whatever you did, you got it. Like, that was it. Got him, Mr. Jackson, calm down. Uh, we're, we're almost done. I think for me getting from the front door, for me going into ICU to recover was probably, it seemed like 20 minutes. Wow. Right? Very fast. And so talking to the doctor, because now all it feels like he just relieved something. In my mind, I'm still thinking he just relieved some pressure. No big deal. Because he didn't touch my heart, no open cavity, nothing. And so I'm talking to the doctor and I say, listen, um, we came in this hospital only because it was geographically you know, closer. If we went to our primary doctor, which is about probably 15 minutes away, would there be a difference? He said, yes, I'll only be talking to your wife. They tried to count me out. I'm going to count me in. Fill up my bank account. Now I got something to spend. Shout out to Baker Boy Studio. We get started, man. Welcome to the Dead Son Show. We have conversations about life through the lens of fatherhood, man. These are conversations for fathers, those with fathers and the fatherless, and nobody's left out. These are the conversations I would want my son to access as he goes through life from being a boy to a man. These conversations are way better uh, with somebody other than me, right? Fun fact, I'm trying to work my way off the camera. I probably shouldn't say that. But here we go. Today, we got our, our, our illustrious co-host, James Johnson, and we got oh, the great Lester, Les Jackson in the <laughs> building. What's good with you, my brother? What's going on, man? Everything is great, man. We uh, appreciate you being here. Um, you know, we've done some other work that will that will show on the network at some point. Wonderful story that uh, that Les has, but how you doing, man? We want to check in for real. I'm good, man. For those who don't know me, I'm Les Jackson, uh, father of two, my girl, dad. Um, married 20 years, dating 25 years. And um, what makes me feel like I have something to bring to this table, just, man, I understand this purpose ain't for me, man. So just trying to live in my purpose. This feels closer to it. So that's why I'm here. But we appreciate that, James. What's going on, man? Jay, so backstory. We're going to let you in on our relationship a little bit. My boy went to the East Coast where I'm from. Ain't say nothing to me while he was there. Then came back telling me about the East Coast like I'm not from the East Coast. I had to call him like, bro, you back? <laughs> man, I, mean, I, I seen your truck, but I ain't seen you. <laughs> What's up with you, brother? All is well, man. I, I, I did pull that move. I had to look like I knew something about something, you know. <laughs> Just getting ready to put our, our foot on the throats of Grambling, man. That's all. That's my whole focus. It's hate week. You know, I, I love Grambling University or whatever they call themselves, man. I love those people 51 weeks a year. Wow. Oh, but that one week, we, we apply pressure. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's that time. So you were in a um when you went to Washington D.C. There's a team, there's a team, there's a professional football, there's a team that plays in the NFL there. Um, the name <laughs> name name escapes me, but that sentiment probably resonated with you while you were there because it's like it, it, some some teams just exist for the sake of because if they take one out, they're gonna have thirty one. There's got to be. I, even, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got so it. Yeah. So we, got it. You, you don't want to waste that stadium either, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't waste yeah. that. 
And yeah. fun fact, the stadium's actually in Maryland, so it should be the Maryland whatever's oh. of the day. Oh, oh that shit. Too much sense. Too much sense. Anywho, I control the edit, so all of that stays in. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my week has been. Uh, thanks for asking, everybody. Yep, appreciate yep, that. Yep, yep, I'm yep. just here to facilitate. That was the next yeah, I'll just hit to facilitate. Uh, my week has been cool, man. It's um, since we dating ourselves anyway, we leading up to Thanksgiving. Uh, my my parents are coming in, so there's always that dynamic of you know. Yeah. My wife's in-laws, and then when her her parents come by, it's always that dynamic of is everything ready? No, <laughs> no, no. Is it gonna be ready? No. And if it was, is my mom still gonna come in? And- I'm sorry, cut, bro. That's definitely a bloops. You got some food on your mouth, right? Talked about it. Uh, we have to weave that in there. There was gonna be some interruption from uh I think because he owned the studio, technically. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, bro, I, I've invited him onto the platform to do an episode, but he had to make his appearance. But uh no, nah, my brother was getting me right, said I had some crust in my in my face. That's normal for me. I'm inviting y'all into my lives, so now the crust is gone. Maybe it's not, I don't know, I don't care. But back to the conversation. Uh in-laws. In-laws, yeah, yeah, yeah. The in-laws, in-laws will be here tomorrow. Uh, at the time of this taping, less than 24 hours. Uh, but it's, it's I'm looking forward to it because we haven't had a lot of time together since COVID. Yeah. Um, backstory, we lived overseas for a little bit. We moved away from the family nucleus in 2010. So everything has been like a visit. Yeah. Um, even when we were in the D.C. area, it wasn't like we went down there every every weekend. So it was we got further and further away, went overseas, and then we came back. We thought we had more opportunity because of the proximity uh, than COVID, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, my, my grandmother was staying with them. God rest her soul. So it was it was more dynamics of bringing risk into the house. Yeah, you know, right, we bring right. a bunch of people in, always traveling. So, uh, but yeah, happy about that, man. Thanksgiving is a time, uh, regardless of how you feel about it, we celebrate the family aspect of it. Yeah. So. Reserve or oh, the official, okay. yeah. official gathering, man. Like that's yeah. memories, you know. Like when you think of um, what is family to you, especially when you are away from that, and like the makeup of who you are, it's those gatherings that I think makes you and build you to who you are. Those relationships with people, what does love look like? I think it's the official gatherings, and Thanksgiving is one of those ones. It's one of those official, genuine. We don't have to go anywhere. We're gonna all be together. Like that's one of the more I think genuine holidays that you have beside of course of Christmas, but that's one that people deliberately say, "Listen, let me go ahead and really take time to come together and just be with the family." You know what I'm saying? So um, now we're making fun with the Thanksgiving clapbacks. I love watching Thanksgiving clapbacks, man, hilarious. So that's what I look forward to now because you don't realize how interesting the flaming dynamic is until you start looking at. We did have episodes where we. Saw some new boyfriend or some new girlfriend come to the house and it's like, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if my oldest, I don't know. We ain't discussed that. See? Sometimes I'm the last to know, but I don't, I don't know. And Thanksgiving on my holidays, that, yeah. it's not official, official like Christmas. Right. But you can get away with being introduced to the family mm. and not to be a real thing. Be mindful in my house. <laughs> be mindful. That's all I got. That's my disclaimer. You? you get what you get. Because I get to say what I want. Pay attention. Oh. Uh, what did y'all? I mean, I know y'all cook, but what's the thing? What's what? What is what is the thing that nobody else can touch, but you on Thanksgiving in terms of preparation? Okay, frying the turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I fry other people's turkey for their house, their houses as well. I'm the fry the turkey guy, apparently. Shoot, I was okay. gonna get with you on that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side, I did fry turkeys, but then I said let me try ball turkey. So from New Orleans, we ball a lot of seafood. 
but you ball torque it the same way. Shoot it up, season it, phenomenal. And then, you know, when you have all age ranges, we end up doing a fried turkey, ball turkey for those who like, hey, I don't do too much salt or I want to eat a little healthier. That ball turkey is, is it hit different. It's tender. Normally, if that's the first thing that's getting pulled and making your leftover sandwiches and more containers for a turkey because all sitting there is all balled is, is on in that tray. So a ball turkey is the thing that that's my thing. Yeah, so I normally prepare all the meats in the family, but I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, I wasn't always vegetarian, but I, I like to cook, so I'm the gadget guy. Um, I've been using the roasting pan, the roasted pans. I've smoked them. I've spatchcocked. I've done all of that. I don't know. Inspiration ain't hit me yet, but we probably got to go pick up the birds sometime. Probably the day of tomorrow, because I like mine to swim for 24 to 36 hours. Gotcha. You let it brown. Now, have you done the Cornish hen instead? I have not. So during COVID, we didn't have that many people come over. Had an F-Ride, that's the thing now. Had two Cornish hens in there, but one that's big enough. Changed the game up, man, because you didn't have this huge turkey. You had individual Cornish hens. Same feeling, but I had my own individual half. I didn't feel like I'm wasting all this turkey or this meat. The Cornish hens changed it up. And I haven't had a Cornish hen in like 10, 15 years, man. So mom saw us, she was like, man, where you find a Cornish hen? Because it's, it's rare that, you know, people use that to eat. Change it up, man. Little mini turkeys, man. That makes sense, man. Uh, other thing for me is macaroni. Uh, macaroni and cheese. I, I, I will put mine up. I'm fine with it. Patty, Patty, if you're out there. Oh. <laughs> Patty, if you're out there, you want to you wanna have, have that conversation. Whoa. I am confident in that. Um, Who made this mac and cheese? Yeah, man. We're talking about all this all this food. And that's that's an interesting uh, segue into what the, what the topic of the conversation is. It's uh, health, man. I... I I've struggled with health challenges. Um, less, like, again, yeah, less story. I've been trying to see the challenge when I know people coming on, on the podcast. I try not to get into their story before they get into their story. Um, but just the eye opening series of events that, mm-hmm. that um, I didn't know I needed to hear at this point in my life because I'd already experienced and still was kind of on my health journey. My, so my struggle is diabetes. Um, I, I don't know what, if it's hereditary, if it was weight induced, I was pushing 300 pounds at one point. Um, I'm somewhere today around 215-ish. Beefy. But, yeah, but that kind of, trying to get around 200 and, and stay there at some point. Um, but I know the holidays, I give myself some grace. But all of that to say, man, let's, I want to I wanna talk about health, where we are, help somebody for sure, mm-hmm. encourage each other. Um, but... But my, my health journey, so I, since I, I'll start, right? Um, 2018, we moved from the UAE back to the States. We had been over there for a few years. My health was spiraling out of control. I was stressed out. Um, there's the there's the tourist aspect of being in the UAE. Dubai is a destination place for a lot of people. For me, it was work. And it was almost double work because the home office was on the East Coast. We were eight or nine hours ahead of the East Coast, depending on uh, daylight saving time or, or not. So I get there and I work my eight hours. At the end of my eight hours, now DC is waking up yeah. and it's, hey, what about this? So it's another five or six hours. And I just thought that was a thing, right? Yeah. I just band up and kind of push my way through it, but I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to my health. Um, I, I paid attention for a little bit, worked out, changed, fall off. That cycle went went on for a while, but as as my time there was ending, 
I didn't know how we were going to live when we came back to the States. I just knew I was leaving Dubai. Yeah. We were going to a new place. I knew I was coming to Texas, but all of that stuff started to set in. Like, man, I'm uprooting my family again. We don't, we don't have any family in Texas. I've been promoted. I got this new role. So I was still traveling. And um, we came back to Virginia as a stopping point. That's where we're from. I left the, the family there and I came out here to Texas to kind of set up, right? To find a place. And I'd already start working in the office. I had to go back for a wedding. During that visit, my mom just looked at me. She was like, nah, something's not right. My mother made a doctor's appointment mm -hmm. for me at my big age. So 2018, I was 39. or I would have been 39 that year. Um, I drive, we, we go to the wedding. The doctor's appointment is that following Monday. Drive to the doctor's appointment. And I notice while I'm while I'm at home, I'm like, man, I feel lost. I'm driving, but I'm not recognizing streets and stuff like that. We get to the doctor and I'm telling them all of these things and diagnosing myself. And I thought I had um like prostate trouble because my, my dad had prostate cancer. So I just again yeah. trying to self-diagnose. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I think you're diabetic. I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like no, I don't think so. That part, exactly that part. And um, he, I think it was a urine sample. He came back. He was like, "Dude, your uh, your PSA is not PSA. Your um, what is it? Um, uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So my blood sugar, I started there. My blood sugar was like uh five and some change. My um, A one C, eighteen. Neither are good numbers. Okay, wait, so what's, what's, a, what's, what's a good number? I think it's like between seven and nine, six and eight, something like that. And again, fact check, figure it out, uh, okay. consult, consult a doctor. But mine was three times level in both cases. So like my blood sugar should be somewhere between 90 and 120. It was five and some change. He was like, man, you were yeah. you were on your way to a coma. Did you drive yeah. here? It's like, yeah. Then I started replaying all this. And I was like, I haven't been, I haven't been right. And at the time I was, I was drinking heavy and i noticed i didn't feel right unless i drank something mm. because that i had reestablished that as the norm especially mm -hmm. being in texas by myself i come home from work go through a pack of whatever yeah and that was that was how i medicated but when i got there and, and all of that stuff hit me the nurse came in and she she had the needle she was like uh we got to give you insulin and um i need to show you how to do it because you're gonna have to. i was like i don't know yeah, whoa. <laughs> right. Like you say, whoa. You talk? Yeah. yeah, like it's not. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like number one, I'm not shooting myself every day. Right. Um, and she's like, well, we, we can prescribe you a, a a a pill, right? And it was glibazide metformin for anybody that's familiar with that. And I was like, can I get off on dying and exercise? She's like, you, you're gonna have to be on this. I was like, can I get off on yeah. diet and exercise? I knew what the answer was, yeah. but I guess everybody, you maybe still, everybody says that, yeah. and and everybody doesn't do you're it. Pro you processing it, processing it, and 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 I just remember like that day, I had to make a decision. I didn't go home and cry or anything like that. I felt like, I felt like I was tracking toward death yeah. at an untimely, whenever that was going to be. If I knew I had to make a change, so I immediately like no more fries, no more this, no more that. Started a, a diet and exercise routine and literally worked my way off. Yeah. Now I'm back on <laughs> because, because I, because I let it fail. But it, it, what, what I struggle with is in that moment, I knew what I had to do for me and that my family needed me. 
but the psychology of it, how do I get back to this yeah. place? You know what I'm saying? And what was your understanding of diabetes when you first heard about it? Because I didn't- it's The sugar. All I know is the sugar, <laughs> somebody like they're going to get cut off at some point. Yeah. You hear the extremes, yep, right. not the management that's extreme of it. Right. So- And it was one of those things that was, it was prevalent in my family and, and it wasn't like a lot of discussion about it, but I can't mm -hmm. say I did. I wasn't aware that right. I, gotcha. I, I, I was prone to it, or at least it was in my family. But it was like, it, for me, it was just that moment of, I could, number one, I was on my way to a coma. That's what the doctor said. Like, how did you get here? Yeah. But the weight of that, starting a new career, move my family to a new place. Like I had to make a real decision about like, am I just gonna stay depressed? Because yeah. I, looking back, that was that element too. Like, how do I, what am I gonna do, right? Yeah. And and um, through a lot of prayer and, and discipline, like I said, I got off, but. I found myself tracking back to that place, man. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer today. I'm looking for what it takes for me to figure this thing out once and for all. But yeah. but but I'm on that journey, man. So discipline is the word that I keep when you mention health. That's the one of the main words I keep thinking about. Cause health is more than just one word. Are you healthy? Are you blank? Because understand you can be fit, not healthy. You can be obese, not healthy. You can be obese and healthy-ish, right? And so one of those things, when I think of health, I think of discipline because that just comes with it. I think of health, I think of like cars, right? Vehicles. At some point, you have to have a maintenance of a vehicle. There is no vehicle that I know of that once you buy it, you set for life. There was, I'll probably buy it. That's one of the things you don't get taught, maintenance of your, of your vehicle. Somebody has to teach you that or you got to find out or somebody maintains it for you. But for your health, can't nobody maintain it for you but you. You can go to the hospital. Um, I think with health, um, kind of going back to, I didn't know much about my family history. I do know big picture now that once I had this incident, like on my mother's side, my grandfather, my great grandfather, I don't think any of these gentlemen made it past the age of 30 because of heart issues. Now, I didn't know this because I never met them before. Um, a lot of things came out after my health issue that I was like, if I would have known this prior to this, this probably would have changed how I looked at my situation. So looking at it at some point, um, my background, I worked for DOD for the last 20 years, right? Physical fitness was a part of my regime. I had to based on height and weight standards that I was healthy. Uh, at some point, um, I thought I had indigestion. felt like I had swallowed a thick piece of bread and come to find out less than 24 hours, I just had a STEMI heart attack, right? And so for anybody who doesn't know about this, understand that what I'm saying is not for me. This is for whomever out here who may be dealing with the same thing, by all means, reach back out to us because let's share this stuff, right? So a STEMI heart attack is uh, also known as a widow maker, right? And this is the heart attack where most heart attacks, there's a clotting or there's a uh, restriction of the blood vessel. But for STEMI, it's the main heart blood vessel. And STEMI is 100% blocked. There is no in-between. Now, why is that important? So STEMIs, your heart is one of the only muscles that if it's damaged, it is not going to rebuild. It's stuck there. So if you don't clog this, unclog this thing in a certain time window, it's called a Widowmaker because then you end up dying. So when I think about um, the last one that I know was really well known was Kevin Samuels, right? He had the same heart attack and it didn't really hit me until I heard the audio from the 911 call that that would have been my wife if that was the case. So I had a STEMI heart attack, 42 years old. Um, I just felt like, man, I'm having something that's not going down. That's all it felt like because that vessel is in the middle of your sternum area, front and back. So you feel like 
if you drink cold water too fast and it feels like, man, this, it ain't going down yet. That's what it felt like, front and back. And it didn't feel like anything on my chest. So I get to the hospital. I'm talking to the staff. Um, the new way of doing things now, you have about probably 60 minutes, 90 minutes from you hitting the door to you going to the operating table. That's kind of the procedure now for STEMIs. Um, and so I get there and they run the EKG. The lady said, cool, take off all your clothes. You go on the ER, in the ER. Understand, at 42, I've never been admitted to a hospital. I never had surgery in my life, never broke a bone. What are you talking about? She said, listen, you're having an active heart attack. I'm not. I'm talking to you. There's no way. At some point, if you've been in the hospital recently, there's this one person that comes in with the cart. Sir, can you please sign this release form? Ma'am, this is highly inappropriate if I'm having a heart attack right now and you telling me sign this release form or this medical form. So I'm signing. I'm upset. I'm taking off my clothes. The lady's like, listen, uh, all your clothes. I said, my socks too? She was like, yes, everything. You're going into surgery. So my wife comes in. I'm like, babe, these people said I'm having a heart attack. She said, I know. And I can see the fear uh, because before that, it felt like something wasn't going down and I'm getting overheated also. By the time I get in the hospital, I can lift up my arms. I can see them moving, but I can't feel them. So the ring finger, pinky finger on both hands, um, it felt like I was sleeping bad on them, right? Like they just wasn't getting any blood. So I'm trying to get this circulation going. Um, that's how I knew someone was really wrong because now typically you think of hist hist historically, the left side of your arm is the thing that you felt, oh, I'm having, no, that's mainly for a stroke. But this is both fingertips and uh, pinky fingers. Okay, got it. They roll me in there, put me on this uh, bed. The doctor straps a strap on my wrist and he goes in. I feel this pinch in my wrist. And then at some point, uh, I see this guy kind of pushing a balloon device. He's pumping. And at some point, I was like, hey, whatever you did, you got it. Like, that was it. Got him, Mr. Jackson, calm down. Uh, we're, we're almost done. I think for me getting from the front door, for me going into ICU to recover was probably, it seemed like 20 minutes. Wow. Right? Very fast. And so talking to the doctor, because now all it feels like he just relieved something. In my mind, I'm still thinking he just relieved some pressure. No big deal. Because he didn't touch my heart, no open cavity, nothing. And so I'm talking to the doctor and I say, listen, um, we came in this hospital only because it was geographically you know, closer. If we went to our primary doctor, which is about probably 15 minutes away, would there be a difference? He said, yes, I'll only be talking to your wife and not you. And so I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, if I, I wouldn't be talking to you, I'll be talking to your wife. He said, this is what they call a widow maker. So when you hear about these uh, professional athletes or these people who are active and fit and they mysteriously have heart failure, that could be based on a STEMI. Uh, they have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. They're maintaining it, but that blood, the, the blockage, you don't know what that level is. So you have to do other cardio things for the specialist to determine what's the throughput of the blood. Are you prone to a blood clot? Any of these things. So I had a stimmy heart attack, man. And that opened my eyes to, at that point, my dad then says, hey, I understand he's going to be fine. I've had several heart attacks myself too. And I have two or three stints. And so now like, dude, what are you talking about? This was new information to you. New information to me. After my wife calls to say, listen, Lester had a heart attack. And he's like, oh, he's going to be fine. I got two stints. X, Y, Z. And she's like, you know, your dad had a heart attack. I was like, no, he told me he was doing procedures, but it was always dumbed down. I guess not for us to worry. So come to find out mine was genetics, right? So between my mother, my father, both sides of the family have heart issues. I didn't know this at all. Didn't put two and two together. Going back to my grandfathers, my great grandfathers, these guys didn't make it to the age of 30 on my mom's side. My dad's side, my great, my grandfather, 
this dude was just smooth, man. Genuine dude, smooth, calm, rarely spoke. But again, one of the things we didn't talk about was health. Uh, he lived at an uh, old age, so I didn't put my heart being an issue, but my dad has a heart issue. Now look at it, my uncles, they have heart issues. My sisters, my brothers have high blood pressure. They all have something dealing with heart. So that's something that now I'm saying, listen, get yourself checked on as far as cholesterol, blood pressure. Um, also look at clotting. You guys know if you're prone to clotting. Like there's other things you can take to determine the throughput. EKG will tell you electrical functions, but if you do that ultrasound and uh, I forgot the other procedure, um, that procedure will tell you the actual plumbing side, the throughput of the blood. So all this happened while I'm processing. You weren't, if there was an alternate ending, you weren't going to be on this earth past this day. So I, I want to I wanted to jump back because you kind of breezed through um, the reference to DOD, Department of Defense. Yeah. You were a Marine. Yeah. Like you were a retired Marine. So yeah. you were engaging with physical activity in yeah. maybe at a higher level than any of the other Branches. I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I know Navy. I don't really do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't serve in any, so I really can't talk. That was a joke. Um, but on all accounts, you were yes. healthy. <laughs> so this is when uh, it hit me when I called on my Marine brother and said, listen, man, I just want to let you know, just had a heart attack. I'm fine. I'm out the hospital. It was hard for them to realize what had just happened because they were talking to me. Normally you hear so-and-so is dead because of this heart failure. Like, this dude was healthy. This dude had been running, doing these things. Um, so I thought I was healthy. The grace behind, I think, is that this probably should have happened at age 20, 30. Um, but because I had already been healthy, possibly from my physical activities and physical fitness, that helped me to be at this point at 40-something to finally have it. So I'm thinking that's what it was. But then I thought about the times where I've been running early in the morning by myself. And I'm like, man, um, this is something that, I always felt like, man, I just feel like something ain't, ain't right. I'm not catching this breath, this, this oxygen. Thought, hey, do you just out of shape? You'll never get there. Not realizing you probably were performing on 67% of a clock artery, not even knowing. Now, the piece that brought, I think that broke me down, said a buddy of mine, Anthony Dargan. Anthony at the time was 39. Anthony was just like me. He didn't work out to kill himself, but just to maintain. I'm going to keep that word maintenance because that's what health is all about, maintenance. He decides one day, I'm not going to even run a day. I'm just going to walk. And he died that day. We're in Japan. And I'm in, we're physically in Japan living there. I'm in Korea. And I get a phone call. Oh, Philippines. Get a phone call. Hey, we lost Anthony. I said, dude, what are you doing? No one calls and says something like that. And then that's it. What are you, like, like missing? Like he's not to be found. He missed the movement. Like, what do you mean? Like, was he on leave and he didn't answer the phone? Like, no, he's, he's dead. I'm like, from what? What are you talking about? He was, I just saw this dude Friday. Today's like Monday. What are you talking about? I said, he, this dude, he just dropped dead. They said because of uh, cardiac issues, um, heart failure. Um, we don't know because again, HIPAA, just not knowing the details, but it was a heart condition. I know he was taking high blood pressure medication. He had high blood pressure. And I'm thinking, was that the same thing that Anthony had, but he didn't have the time to get to a hospital in time. And so when I realized this, I didn't know, and now mind you, Anthony's situation made me stop working out as much. I stopped running alone because I was like, nope, I'm not going to do this because if something happens, I don't want to be like him just laying down or passing out walking and people saying, hey, I saw him laying down. I thought he was taking a break, breather, not realizing, no, that dude was actually dying. 
and he didn't even know. Like the process of going through that, you feel things tingle. It feels like nerves tightening up. It feels like spasms. But you don't realize like your life is actually ending. And so you're like, ah, oh, this is a nerve issue. Let me go ahead and work it out. Sternum, let me just stretch out a little bit more. Right? You start to do these things and be like, let me just, it'll be cool because you don't realize your body is telling you something ain't right, but you don't even know how significant it is. I thought I had indigestion. Man, you might be actually having blockage of that main artery and you don't even know. I didn't know because I never had indigestion issues. I just thought that day I was eating breakfast when I first felt it. Three hours later, I'm having life-changing surgery for my life. So for health, for me, I thought I was healthy. Uh, I think if my, my family would have possibly given me more insight on the family background. Now, the problem is, do you really know your family history of why a cousin so-and-so died at 30, yeah. died at 40, um, died at 50? Do you know why they died? They just were sick. They had diabetes or they had blank. Right. But were they not maintaining it? Or was that the severe case that they just didn't manage it and just let it be? Because I think, again, going back to the management, the discipline, some people will choose not to even do anything because they don't they don't know. Like I, I, I'm not going to doctor. I don't want no bad news. Right. Ooh, just right. Down my street. Why? 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 Why don't we talk about this? It's 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 a blatant stare into the face of mortality. Yeah. You know, our whole lives, <clears throat> especially in the black male community, I can speak on that from my personal experience. Yeah. We think we're immortal, like we're Superman in our minds. So we're like. Anything that's going to kind of chip away at that, we shy away from it. We go the other way. Like, I'm not going to the doctor and let him tell me I'm not Superman. Yeah. Because now, also, <laughs> we we selectively choose when to believe in the mind over matter. Medicine, yeah. Or if the doctor tell me sick, I'm going to start, tell me I'm sick, I'm going to start believing I'm sick and then I'm going to die. Yeah. We don't apply that in any other area. If I think I'm wealthy, I'm going to become wealthy. If I think I'm a good man or a good father or a good husband, I'm going to be that. We don't care about that. If you tell me I'm sick, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to end up being sick. So we apply that. So I'm not going around any bad news that's going to tell me I'm not well. I don't want to hear it. So now, fast forward, it's it's interesting to li listen to you guys' story because even what I'm about to add to this conversation, it's I feel like the main three things that the – the, the people of color deal with. You spoke on diabetes. My mom's side of my family is heavily into diabetes as far as the history and the background. You spoke on heart failure and heart issues. Heart failure runs in my family as well. Well, the third concern I have that runs deep in my my dad's side of my family, man, is, is dementia. Dementia, uh, Alzheimer's. I can name several aunts, uncles, and the generation prior that suffered from it. Like we're dealing with that in my family right now, right now before my very eyes, very functional, high functioning, very intelligent people are now struggling to remember what they said seven minutes ago. Wow. And the reason it's so terrifying to me is I see glimpses of it in me. I'm having these issues. Uh, yeah. I'll say something and I'll walk away and did I just say it? Did I do it? Or What's detrimental to my day-to-day -day activity is part of my daily career, I'm networking and meeting people. So we'll walk up and meet someone. I shake your hand. You say your name. By the time I meet this man over here and shake his hand and talk to him, I can't tell you what your name is. 
I'm trying tricks in my mind of a rap song, a lyric or something relatable to lock you in. Say your name seven times in my head and it's locked. And then I come over here. So now I'm saying Lester seven times. I'm saying Derek seven times. And by the time I make it to this person, man, what was this brother's name over here? I'm dealing with that daily. And it's 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 terrifying. And and I'm listening to little people telling me little things like, listen, you need to read more, exercise your brain. So I have some apps on my phone that I'm playing with to trying to jog my memory and strengthen my mind. And it's it's scary, man. My my dad has that real bad. My dad'll call me, and if we're on the phone for 30 minutes, we talk about the same thing six times in a row, as though we had not spoken about those very things the previous five times he's aware of it now because we're telling him like, Hey, Hey. So now he's trying to get us to help him. Like, Hey, if I do that again, tell me right. you're doing it. You're doing it. So you'll find yourself in the whole conversation. You're doing it. Mm -hmm. You're doing it. Did I? That's scary, man. Is there anything a doctor, like you going to a doctor and say, can I press the elimination? Is this what I'm experiencing or just I'm aging and this is normal? I've been told that there are studies out there right now that say blood pressure plays a heavy, heavy, big, big part in Alzheimer's. Okay. And I have a history of blood pressure issues. I have a history of being told, oh, well, in the last, I'd say maybe five to 10 years, they're like, you're pre-diabetic, tighten up. So now I've been pre-diabetic for like seven years. Like I'm talking, I just went for my annual checkup with my personal doctor, I'd say two weeks ago, pre-diabetic. He was like, if if the standard is eight, I'm nine. And he was like, nine is pre-diabetic. But if you get to right. 11, 12, this is a different conversation. Gotcha. So that, man, that's, that's, that's interesting. Well, a lot of stuff resonates, um, I'll speak for me. Like I say, I don't speak for all men because I haven't spoken to all men. I think a lot of men are terrified of no. I think rejection plays a, a bigger factor, as big of a factor in our psyche as it does for women. Right. Right. And I don't know if there's studies or my opinion. Right. When I, that episode that I had, um, the outcome was that I was pre-diabetic, but I needed more tests over time to monitor it. I avoided the test over time to confirm it. Right. I felt good. I was working out and I could keep telling myself that no, nah, I'm I'm cool. I, I got it under control right. until I didn't. And maybe I never did. Um why why we have such an aversion to um to help? Because for me, I I'm I've I'm a I am a um a serial I figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it yeah. myself. -er. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. like, bro, I would <laughs> I said. So this is my neighbor, all right? Well, maybe I'll cut that out. Right? <laughs> so, right? This is for the purpose of this podcast. Hey, hey, I, I, I ordered it. Let me take a little, bring some leverage. I ordered a toolbox, another toolbox, because yeah. he helped me with the first one, right? But they delivered it this time, right? So they delivered it, threshold delivery in the house. I was like, cool, so now I can get it from here. Yeah. Not realizing that it's not going to come with the wheels on it, so you still got to get that back. Then that thing weigh. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that thing weigh like you pay. Yeah. I sat in the dining room looking at it, trying to figure out different, like, how can I leverage? What can I, let me go get some wood. And I'm right there. Now, now two hours into it, I texted you, but it 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 went green. Like, it, it didn't, I don't, I don't oh, even I think don't you got it. it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, 
Now I know this fool ain't switched to the other side. Like, yeah. like now I'm, I'm really not calling him. Like, if he's making that kind of choice, I can't trust him. Yeah, I can't trust him. I didn't go to Grammy. But I sat there for so long before I would even ask to help you. I'm like, I'm I am wasting my life at this point, man. Not reaching out to see if you home. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> also, my son is upstairs. D- dear son. <laughs> right? Guys, this is about my imperfections, not my genius. Okay. I think it's a pride thing, uh, pride and maturity. For example, I'm gonna go into it. If I'm a man that has a car issue, I'm not a fix it. It's almost like I'm less than because mm. I don't know. Mm. If there's somebody who knows more about those things, maintenance and right. vehicles, like, man, this dude on it, man. Yeah. He a better man than me. <laughs> you trying to put air in the alternator. Right? Right? <laughs> I'm going to get this thing to work. <laughs> and so I think that's one of the Got reasons why. Got a shifter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mine's built like different from everybody else. Ain't the same. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one of those things where I think that pride makes you not go deep into it. Right. Now, but once you're taught, here's a funny piece. Once you're taught that thing, once or twice, and you know it, you feel more confident. What you got? I heard alternative. We need to fix. I know what to do. Right? And so I think that's a pride thing. It goes back to health and, again, discipline, eating habits, right? So going, we lived in Japan at some point. We get there. You get a bunch of small meal portions, right? So I'm like, we got to order two of everything now, right? This is like a waste of time. We noticed, though, a lot of old people, I mean, like 80s, 90s, walking miles every day from this store to that store. They're constantly on the streets, right? Old people. In the morning, they're exercising as a group, right? right. If you go to a construction site in Japan, the whole unit, the whole group, they're doing exercises together in cadence, in sync. It's amazing. The whole site, that is part of their morning routine before you go to work. Health is big for them. The average age, I think, from someone who lives in Japan it seems like I think it's a little bit longer than others in other countries. Um, now, environment, all that stuff plays a factor. But as far as their habits, and these people are normally smaller. I'm like, man, but they eat rice with a lot of things. I know we talk about starches here, but like, how can they eat rice with everything and they're so small? Their proportions. So it took us about seven, eight months to finally get adjusted to those small proportions. We lived there for four years. We finally come back here and we go to a restaurant. I'm like, I can't finish this plate. Right. Then I realized, man, as a young boy being 10, 11, I was fixed man-sized plates of food and was told you're not going to get up till you finish it. And then I realized, I started thinking about, at one point, they did this thing called the milk challenge, right? Remember that people drinking a gallon of milk? Yeah. Let's see if you can drink a gallon of milk. And I don't know what the purpose was. My stomach can only hold but so much. Right. Every stomach can only hold but so much. A stomach is not, I don't think, designed to hold a gallon of anything, right? That's why I take you so long to drink water for so long. So when they do these challenges, and I realize these huge size plates that we give ourselves, it's like, but why do we do that? And so when you see people, now my habit and my rhythm, my behavior is when I eat, I only eat these massive size plates. But when you do that for so long, you're like, how do I get high blood pressure, diabetes? What do you mean watch my diet? I'm watching, does it go in my mouth? <laughs> it could be a mental thing of proportions. And so at some point, I see myself now, I haven't been in Okinawa for five years now, I don't eat as big or as much as I used to because of that. So my behavior changed. And so now I'm conditioned to eat a certain way, a certain amount. And that's just me. Like, hey, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't make me less of a man if I don't eat as much. So that conditioning, I think, is one of the things that we don't like to hear about it because I don't know about it. I'm afraid to talk about it. 
But I even take it back further. Health in, I would say health insurance also goes hand to hand, right? I'm not going to adopt it because it costs me so much money. Now, for those of you who can, why don't you? It goes back to that fear. I don't be told something negative. It's okay. The more you know, the know you more about yourself. And be assured, the residual side effects of the heart attack, right? Blood clots. That means if I ding my foot, my knee, a couple of days later, I'm going to have a blood clot or a bruise. That's new for me, right? It's weird. What is that? Something ain't right. If I sneeze and I feel like uh, something feel tight, go on to the ER. Let's go. Because I don't, I don't trust it, right? Doctor's like, listen, my cardiologist's like, listen, Les, you good, man. Like I'm telling you, your heart is actually better. Here's the blessing. Once you normally have a STEMI, there's a reduction of the heart muscle because it's stressed out. Because I was in the uh, emergency room and on the table so fast, I have zero heart damage, mm. which is not that common. But I still feel something's wrong. And so now I feel empowered now to go straight to the ER, go straight to the doctor and say, listen, I'm coming to see you. Something ain't right. Dude, you have two. So I have two stents in my heart right now. Uh, they went through the risk, uh, very uh, non-invasive. And I will say it still messes me up when I feel something. This feels weird. My body is still responding to that. But I'm humble enough because I'm here on this earth sharing the story. I'm cool with saying, I don't know, and I don't feel comfortable. And that's okay. I have health insurance. Now, I'm going to bring it up, health insurance. Why? Because if you are somebody who doesn't have health insurance and can afford it, I will say this. If you don't maintain health insurance or get it, you're going to pay for it at some point or get a bill at some point anyway. It's cheaper for me to get health insurance possibly with my company or my job. And maybe you should think about where you're going to work based on the health insurance than if I go to the ER and catch an ambulance. Like one of the things I realized it may cost $1,500 to $2,000 just to get an ambulance. I might as well call a ride share, Uber, Lyft, whatever. People are doing that. And people are yeah. doing that now, right? Yeah. But why is that? Because I can't afford it. So my thing is this. Either you have to be forced to go to the doctor at some point when it's already unmanageable, right? So right now I'm talking to two gentlemen who are managing, going back to if I was never taught, I just ain't going to do it. Right. Silence isn't consent. Let's go ahead on and say, listen, I don't know. Every year I'm going to a doctor. Let me get somebody to talk to me in terms that I understand that portion with health insurance. I say, by all means, like for me, health means do you have insurance just to be able to know that you're healthy? Because I think going into hospitals, man, like when I went through this tragic thing, my mother-in-law, I lost her life. She lost her life to cancer. Seeing those people there who left that ER knowing that they had something wrong with them, but they couldn't afford it. They're not going home to tell loved ones this was going on. So now, going back to our history, when they talk to James and Derek and they say, hey, so-and-so died from doggone brain cancer. Right. I ain't even know. So now when you think of brain cancer, you think as soon as I get it, I'm dead because you always see the unmaintained sign of that thing. So it, the more you know, the sooner you hear that, that ding, that tick, that check engine light come on, understand I won't pay for the diagnosis. Well, you either going to pay for the diagnosis now or when they turn your call. So that's the portion where with your body, if you hear them signs, you see those signs, I would say, please, by all means, like, go get it checked out. If and, and let me throw this in there as well. A lot of people don't understand this because if you don't go, you don't know. Even if you don't have health insurance, they have cash pay. They have discounts built around if you're, you're uninsured. So let's say, for instance, you're like, hey, 
I, for whatever reason, can't afford to have health insurance. I don't work at a company that offers it or whatever the case may be. Or they offer it, you declined it because you need all your money in your check, whatever you got. Mm -hmm. So if you say, hey, every year on my birthday, I'm going to the doctor. That'll be my yearly checkup. Mm -hmm. They'll cut you a deal, like 150 bucks, 165, 200, something. Yeah. To where you come in, they check you out. They run a full what's called blood panel. Mm -hmm. they, draw, they draw two vials of blood. They run all these tests, make sure you check everything. Everything that's detectable through your blood, they'll do it. And we're talking $150, $200. We got people blowing that party in the weekend. You know yeah. what I mean? But $200 yeah. a year on your life, I feel like it's worth it. Put, man, put $30 a month up. If you, yeah, if you can. And, and understand this. Let's say health insurance. So when I got out of the military, I looked up what health insurance would cost for the family. Mm -hmm. It was four grand. And this is choosing all the least of the options, right? right? That was humbling. And so now when I look at at the lens of a family who doesn't have a career or an occupation that will help them, that's four grand. That's a mortgage that they're paying for that. Now, if you can have a career or a company or a job that can provide that for you, that's great. When it comes to jobs and careers, now you might want to choose a job that will provide you maybe less pay, but they give more benefits. Because right. I did the math. When the math, I said, the math is ain't mathing. <laughs> if I pay, say, 120 bucks or $100 a month, say 200 bucks a month out of my pocket for insurance mm -hmm. with my company, that may be 1200 to 2400 a year. One ambulance ride costs that much yeah. as an emergency, right? And so I realized that it's like, ooh. So I just recommend if you have the option, try to find you. If you decide, man, I'm going to chase this money. I'm going to get paid more money. That's cool. That job may pay you more money. But what's the health insurance benefits? Uh, because that may be more that you should put on the negotiating table when it comes down to time to hire. Which, again, I'm learning that now. Right. Yeah. These, these are lessons, people. This is not... Um... <laughs> hey, recommendations. This, 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 this is not genius that that we're we're telling you. We never had to go through these challenges. I, I'm I'm smiling because I just I just so I I just came out of the corporate corporate America, right, right, right? and uh, with that went my health insurance. So I had the option to Cobra, um, which is continued. I think I know the acronym, but it's not important. Gotcha. Um, but it, it it's for 18 months. You can continue your insurance at right. a at a higher rate at a different premium, but you can keep the same coverage yeah. at a cost, and it is a cost. It is a cost. It is a cost. So, uh, well, welcome to entrepreneurship and small business ownership. Uh, always, always keep those things in mind, um, guys. This, this is definitely not the last conversation uh, because it, it it the intent of this platform is to is to generate to spawn conversations in your mind yeah. with those in your home those in your community, city, and, and wherever it goes from there, as God designed it, it goes. But it, it's not about having all the answers, but we do we do poke some 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 holes in maybe your your perspective or um your logic to help you think about things differently and maybe consider some some other things. I, I want to make sure that we we tackle um like the impact of the dad life with this stuff, man. I I you, what have you mentioned being less of a man or feeling like you're less of a man? Like when you when I don't feel complete. It's it's hard for me to look my family in the face. I, I'm not even not even getting outside the house. Right. But if I'm not complete, right. That first measure of, or the first thing that I kind of run or cower from is those that I got to look at every day because how can I lead them? 
Right. Listen, my 10-year-old, um, my baby woke up one morning and she was like crying, hysterical. Like, what's wrong, baby? You had a nightmare. Did she have a nightmare, bad dream? She said, yes. I said, what's wrong? And she didn't want to tell me about it, right? This happened two, three days in a row. So I'm like, you know what? I'm taking the iPad. You must have watched something that you weren't supposed to watch. What is going on? And I baby, we talk. What's wrong? What did you see that you weren't supposed to see? And she was like, nothing. She's like, I keep having nightmares that you had a heart attack again. If my baby something with a Band-Aid on from giving blood, she was like, did you have another heart attack? Mm-hmm. And I get chills right now just thinking about that impact that everything that I experienced after that time frame has been a gift. I take nothing for granted. I didn't before that, but even more so now. And I realized, like, as a dad, man, like, I want to know everything before I even know what's going on so that I can manage it. Because I think if you give a man the ability to choose the right thing to make the right decision, he will. Make, like, take that courage and say, listen, I'm going to do everything I can because now what lesson am I teaching them? Oh, we going to this doctor. Choose your doctor. Choose your dentist. And we did that. My babies love going to the dentist, which is kind of weird to me, but they love it because they're educated. I know I'm not always going just to have some work done. I will schedule dental visits and doctor visits just because we ain't, ain't nothing wrong. We just want you to come and just do a little checkup so that that like that whole experience is not one of, I'm going to die when I get here. Yeah. So when you hear old folks say, I don't want to go to the hospital because they think immediately it's death. Do for me, that changed everything. So I'm big on oral hygiene. I'm big on, you know, hey, what's wrong? Let's find out what's going on. Because I'm not a mechanic. I can't tell you what's going on with my alternator. I'm going to find somebody who does. I'm going to call somebody. Hey, you're more inclined about this. What is this? So then I can go then to a professional. So for me, man, I'm telling you, her having those nightmares, that still haunts me to this day. Whenever I have an issue right now going on with me, I don't care if it's something small. Like I got to go see a doctor. I got to find out. Let me research it. Google it first just so I can see what what's the variety of options. So then I can have the professional tell me what it is. Uh, and I do the same for them because I want them to be able to say, I'll find out what's going on. You're not a medical professional. Go find one. And now these doctors now will be like, hey, if you pay a dog on, you know, a retainer, you can get me on speed dial. I'll be your private doctor, which I was like, that's kind of cool. So, and did you know, again, the more you know, the better you are, right? If you have high blood pressure, you might have to take pills. There's a shot that you can take for six months. For high blood pressure. That's been out for a while. Who knew? Now, would I choose to take that? Probably so. Give me the six-month shot. I'll come. But now you can manage your life a little bit better knowing that information. So I think for me, man, it was just scary for my baby to really have those nightmares and see that what happened to me is affecting her. But then I thought about my mom. My mom lost her dad at, I think, age eight or 10. So I'm like, this was about to be it. You know what I'm saying? So now... That's why I'm constantly present. I'm big on health because I'm not going to leave this earth based on my negligence. Not because, uh, it, it, no, no, I'm not going to be neglectful in my life because there are people who look up to me and just my presence make them feel alive. And that's more important to me, my selfishness. So That's, that's good. No. No. Absolutely. Uh, that, I'm kind of. I'm kind of letting all of that resonate in my mind. You know, it, it's, it's, I try to listen with the ear of, you know, sometimes you'll get so caught up in what you're going to say, but, you know, sitting here talking to you guys about this and listening, it's hitting home. 
because I, I know both of y'all personally. So I'm listening to what y'all have going on. I'm listening to, I know what I have going on. So I'm trying to listen to what y'all saying and I'm taking it in. I'm kind of <laughs> like, do I need to make some changes and adjustments? So, you know, I'm just, I'm just and I had breakfast very with you happy that morning. to be here. So think yeah. about it. Well, I never asked you, dog, what was your, how did you feel when I called you an hour later or you get a call hours later saying, you just had breakfast with me. He just had a heart attack. No, we haven't talked. It's 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 it's, it's coming. That's oh, what I said. That's, that's, that's on record. Oh, oh yeah, you haven't seen it. I haven't. No, I have not. See, <laughs> stay tuned. Like this. Listen, I haven't talked to this. I'm not gonna. Yet. I'm oh. not gonna say I haven't. I'm, I'm not gonna answer that question. Uh, I got you. I'll be patient. Stay tuned. All right. So here's the background. Stay I tuned. had breakfast with this dude that morning. It was cold. Um, I was kind of feeling sick. We had already planned on eating breakfast. I told him, listen, you know what? This is my family. I don't have a lot of males physically that every day on a daily basis that I can, you know, just like grow with. In the Marine Corps, you had that a lot. But now we're in Texas. I'm not from here. None of us are from Texas, but we all migrated right. here. So now we got, I got my, I got brothers now. Right. And so Chris and my wife was like, hey, babe, you know, like you kind of feeling sick. Let's not go. I said, man, I love these people, man. We're going to get breakfast because we're so busy. We're going to get breakfast. And so initially, I w- we weren't going to go that morning. And so to have breakfast with this dude, I was having an actual stimmy heart attack in the place, right? So I go to, I'm in the restroom. I'm like, I'm getting hot. Like, what's going on? I'm sweating. But like, what is this food really got me messed up right now? Then it went away. That's that's the the false or the the false positive that goes on. You falsely think it's cool, right. or the positive thing is cool is over. But the false thing is that's blockage. Something finally went through. So it feels good. If it didn't, it's going to keep on closing. Because again, 100% is 100%. That's what the STEMI is. I left them and we left. And then from that point, I am in the hospital like an hour and a half later. So I look forward to hearing it. But I never oh, yeah. asked this man. Oh, yeah. It was going back to oh, yeah. men, right? I never asked my brother, how did you feel, dog, about me in that situation? Or how did it affect you? I never asked him. Certainly, and I feel bad now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's my no, dog. It's certainly, there was certainly an effect. There was certainly a reaction. Stay tuned. That's all I got. Okay. Cliffhanger <laughs> alert. We're going to pause it there because I know I know me. I know them too. We will mess around and have a whole conversation. <laughs> I got right no, we good. Now, now um, I feel like, man, I should have did a little better than that. No, 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 no. So, so part, of, uh, part of what's happening is uh, partner with Les on telling his story. Um, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of content that is shot. We're um, working through how what the final output is going to be. Um, and that's more on me. Like for this, this story, yeah, this, this, it, it requires a, a delicacy and a, and a finesse that, um, to do it justice. And I'm just not going to put anything before you before it goes out that, mm-hmm. that doesn't reflect that. So cliffhanger, uh, this on network, um, will, 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 there will be a, I don't know if it's a documentary doc. You see, it's so much. Let it's him, so much. But, but, uh, last, finally, um, again, that's on me. Finally getting you on the show. I appreciate you, right. brother, right. being right. transparent. So James, I'm glad you came back from the East coast, man. Cause we got that effect. <laughs> got that effect. We I love people. I want to yeah. go on record saying I love my visit to Washington DC, man. That DMV is amazing. Imagine that place. is. Amazing. One thing I want to make sure I say, you talk about health insurance, right? One of those things that they said, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about life insurance, right? Because whole nother show. Whole nother show. That's fine. <laughs> Let's make sure we talk about health. Understand there is no such thing as one answer. When it comes to health, it's multifaceted. 
health, life insurance, um, invest in yourself, people. Because if you died and you came back, what would you do differently based on that medical health reason why you died? That's why I live every day when I wake up. Do what, what you're eating, that discipline. Hey, you can have that. I haven't touched bacon since April. If a person used to eat bacon a good bit, I love bacon. I love bacon. I've not touched bacon. That takes a lot of discipline. I pull bacon off of things that I realize, oh, they forgot it. Send it back or I'll pull it off because I don't, you know, want to be that guy. But lifestyle. Health becomes discipline, becomes lifestyle. You're going to have to say no at some point. I love these pork ribs. I ain't touching them. I ain't touched ribs since April. Have I touched bacon since April? Right? This is things that I'm making sure that my 10-year-old never comes back and say, so you're going to do bacon and pork and knowing that I'm about to lose you? No, ma'am, I will not. And Ooh, so It's something about April, man, because that was the month of my transition, too. Um, but my listening audience, um, like, share, subscribe. Hopefully you did that at the beginning. I need, I need to be better about saying that earlier in it. Uh, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's the payment. No, this is a, this is free, uh, but it does help to get these messages in front of other people that need it, right? So that's everything that we do is the lens of helping others, helping our brothers, and and growing as men. Uh, I will ask anybody if you listen to this, and you have more input. For example, any natural things for high blood pressure, cholesterol, please share them with us. Share them with you know Derek, and let's exchange information. If you know somebody that has the same symptoms, share this clip, send it to them, right? Educate people, give them the dog on, like give it to them. And so if you are, reach back out to them. Yeah, us. especially health um, professionals. And help, help us, you know? Yeah, we, we want that. Um, Cardiologists. And that was one thing that you'll see in the, in the, in, in the project uh, related to, to less. We brought in the actual experts that, that, that dealt with them, that are dealing with them. This is not our opinion, right? Though he's yeah. very qualified on the pain, he's not necessarily qualified <laughs> no. on procedures that, no. to, to correct this thing. So, um, again, make sure that you're consulting your health professionals. Uh, this is about conversation to stimulate you thinking through things differently and getting the help that you need. Um, we appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. They tried to count me out, I'ma gon' count me in Fill up my bank account, now I got something to spend One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight I just pull it out and count for nothing when I'm feeling great Give my baby little more Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go! Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.